And we are right here in the studio getting ready for a great show tonight. I'm Mama Mac along with my co-host, Dr. Angel Falzone. And uh, we've been in an interesting series, haven't we? We sure have. I think most of them are pretty interesting, though, really. They really are. So, but but uh, what's it all about? Well, I fixed my microphone. All right. We've been talking all about moving past shame. Okay. Why do you want to move past it? Why don't you just live in it and dwell in it? Because it's a really (laughs) bad place to be when you're living and dwelling in shame. But but Angel, Dr. Angel, so many people do live in it all the time, and it's a way of life for them. It is. Right? And and it's a a prison that shackles them and holds them back from living their best life. Yeah. Uh, Shape. It's not something that can be equated with guilt, is it? Do you no. want to talk about the difference? Sure. Um, we really highlighted that in the first show of this series, but guilt is a feeling um, when we've done something wrong. When we have right. guilt, it's temporary. We can either change what we've done or make amends or ask for forgiveness, and we sure. move past guilt. Right. Shame is something that becomes we feel like we are bad, wrong, something negative. It's an identity. It's, it's something an identity. that sticks with us much deeper. So it's something that is like a core yes. part of who we are mm-hmm. versus something that was just done or whatever, right? Correct. So guilt is on the behavior. Okay. Shame is on the identity. Okay. So we got that down. And we've had two shows on this. Yes. So we did not last week, um, just due to other work commitments, we had to run a rerun. But so so two weeks ago tonight was part two, and mm-hmm. the week before that was part one of this series, Moving Past Shame. This will be part three and maybe the last part of that series. It depends on what we cover tonight, right? We'll yes. just see how it goes. Because we don't plan that much. No, we do We not. have a general idea where we're going, and then we just chat about the topic. Sure. So um, the the problem with shame in people's lives a lot of time is they can't even recognize what it is they're dealing with, right? Oh, absolutely. That it's it's kind of hard to recognize. I mean, people don't come in and say, "Oh, I'm I'm feeling shameful." You just you hear it in the language. Okay. So when I hear things like "I am" followed by something right. negative, that's right. tied to shame. So you could say tonight, "I am wearing big hair," and that would be you. <laughs> Uh, Tommy, did you see the hair to d- tonight? I mean, it's it's like I I, I did I, yeah and <laughs> yeah. Actually, it was part of her Halloween um, like costume this morning. And uh, did she tell you what her costume was? Uh, no, she did not. You, you need to hear this. Go ahead, Doctor Angel. So I. Um dressed up as a mental health patient with a straight jacket and <laughs> put on my big wild curly wig and had 
did a great job with it and had fun at my business meeting. And then I couldn't take the wig off because my hair under it was so bad that I kind of got stuck with it today. <laughs> to, to be honest, I was being a nice guy and I didn't really say anything because I didn't know. Yeah, and, I know and, what and day you, it is, and, but I didn't want to be, hey, nice hair, you know. Right. What I, is she doing? <laughs> you were just being a nice guy, Tommy, and we love you. But yeah, she looks really weird. <laughs> she really does. Yeah. It's a nice look, though. Happy Halloween. Yes. Happy <laughs> Halloween, Dr. Angel. She matches all the glitter here on the mic. Yes, they do. I was noticing that earlier. You notice yeah. her hair matches that, right. At least she took the straight jacket off. It's good for this harvest season. Isn't it harvest time? That's right. Thank you, Tommy. So uh, you're not ashamed of your hair, I take it, because <laughs> no. it is only a wig, and it is not you, and it is just an outfit. Okay, got it. So that's not really shame. No, not at all. Oh, okay. I just wanted to clarify that. So shame is what, then, as we were talking? Sure. So defining shame, it's those painful feelings of humiliation and distress that's caused by what we think is a shortcoming or something wrong with us. Right. So do a lot of people equate shame with the event or the series of events that caused them to feel this? Because I think a lot of times, correct me if I'm wrong, that shame is, is a correlated or connected to awful things that have happened to people like sexual abuse or, uh, you know, something really bad. Yeah, absolutely. It can be equated to that. It can also be something that people take upon themselves from hearing negative words of others growing up. So like hearing oh, these like, sure. you yeah. know, you're dumb, you'll never amount yeah. to anything over and you're over. Stupid, and they, yeah. they just start accepting sure. that as their yeah. truth. Right. Okay. So we talked a lot about how shame impacts our lives. Mm -hmm. And you'd have to go back to the first show in this series to catch that. And that was 10-10-19. So if you want to check that out. Uh, for those of you on uh, YouTube right now, you can actually just go YouTube slash Tantalk Radio and then go to Go Yard, which is the name of our show, and you'll see dates, and that's a good way to catch these shows. Mm -hmm. But you didn't have big hair on any of those other shows. No, I did not. You had normal <laughs> hair. All right. So you may not recognize her, audience. Uh, so shame, we talked one time about shame being a motivation for bad behavior. Absolutely. Okay. And you want to explain that well, concept? Well, a lot of time, um, you know, people use that shame identity and they just accept it that's just who i am and right. therefore i make these poor choices because it's just who I, i've always right. been instead of wanting to kind of figure out what's really going on and right. get through it so that they can move on exactly well on part two we talked about this how does shame survive three ways i want you to bring yes. those up again on the, part two which was on 10 17 the 19. secret ingredients were silence okay secrecy and right. judgment explain those real quick sure so things that are shameful are things that we keep you know secret we're, we don't talk about our shame okay. we don't want any because of the humiliation or the embarrassment or the fear of judgment we're judging our shame and we're afraid other people will judge absolutely. our absolutely so those are the things that keep it living in us so we there's silence secrecy judgment mm -hmm. uh, one thing we brought up on two weeks ago tonight on part two was the effect of narcissism you want to define what narcissism is and how narcissism deals in shame sure um well a narcissistic person is a person that's just completely self-absorbed you know they're right. the person that 
they are always right. Everything's always about them. They kind of will push other people down to make themselves look better. And a lot of that is based in shame. They feel so bad about themselves that they're overcompensating for it. Which, yeah, that's common. Mm -hmm. And I know one thing we mentioned a couple weeks ago that I think bears repeating is there's a, a greater increased chance of nervous breakdowns when people do not deal with shame. Absolutely. And, and I mean, nervous breakdown is an old term mm-hmm. from many, many years ago, back when they were putting electrodes on people's heads to try to get rid of whatever the problem was. But what is a nervous breakdown? So a nervous breakdown, which today we call it just a psychotic break, okay. but it's just a complete overload of someone where there's just so much, too much for them to deal with that their body just they just shut down, literally shut down. A lot of people, when they hit that psychotic break, like they just can't even get themselves out of bed. They sure. can't like just function in their life. Right. So it's a complete shutdown. Physical. Okay. So let's start with other physical health problems and risks dealing with shame tonight. Okay. And by the way, before we get into that, we want to remind our audience that you can actually go here to TantalkNetwork.com. And uh, go to podcasts and go to the name of this show, Go Yard, and you can go down and find a lot of these shows, or you can do the YouTube way, like we just talked about, YouTube slash uh, Tantalk Radio. That one's Tantalk Radio. This is Tantalk Network. I wish they were the same, but they're not. So, um, and then go to the name of the show. Always look for the name of the show, Go Yard, which means hitting a home run in life. There you go, that was a mouthful. Physical health risks. So our physical health risks, so the longer we have the shame, the more we put ourselves at um, vulnerability oh, for yeah. the risks. Yeah. Um, so it affects our hormone levels and functioning. So that can really play out in a lot of ways. For men, it can make them um, more aggressive. It might make them not be able to have children. Like there's a lot that shame can do when, when yes. it affects our hormones and, and impacts our bodies. Okay. Um, significantly decreases our immune functioning so we get sick more often we're catching more colds and flus and okay all right stop right there because think of the the person out there in radio land that's saying wait a minute you're telling me because there's a chance i haven't dealt with the shame in my life i'm sicker than the average dog out there absolutely and there's a bunch of medical research to prove that well, that's what the point I wanted you to make. I just led you right into that. You sure did. Because it's medical research that mm-hmm. says uh, your immune system is, the power of your immune system is decreased. Absolutely. When you don't deal with shame. That is a huge reason to deal with it, right? Yeah, it should be. I mean, <clears throat> our leaving shame unresolved in us, like, it messes with us in so many areas of our lives and you know when we're learning you know in school we're talking about learning about this emotion shame i mean it's the toxic emotion and that's what we refer to it as this is a toxic it is literally like putting toxins in our body because that's what shame is it's a toxin okay what other physical risks are cardiovascular so increases our risk of heart stuff happening heart disease heart attacks how would that be how would that yeah. be? Well, it just like it severely breaks down the immune system. I okay. mean, shame severely can break down the way our heart functions. It's right. just those toxic emotions. And with it, especially because shame is really at its 
basic, basic thing. It's believing we are something really negative and right. bad. Feeling so bad about ourselves. Not right. only does it leave us at risk because we're holding these feelings in, but a lot of times we are also making poor choices that right. also increase our risk because we don't want to feel bad. So there's right. kind of a double whammy there. Exactly. So for people out there listening and saying, well, I had no idea that not dealing with my shame could cause me physical problems, be alerted, right? That's mm-hmm. why we're doing this. Well, that's why we're talking about this. Yes. Um, and, okay, go ahead. What other what other possibilities impact our physical bodies because of shame? Okay, so the next few kind of all go together. So um, it definitely can impact our gastrointestinal system. That happens anytime we feel some kind of like anger, unforgiveness, stress, all of those, shame, they all go to our gastrointestinal. And because of that, we might have more ulcers. Yeah. Because of that, we're at higher risk to either be obese because we're eating to hide those feelings or we might be malnourished because we can't Don't keep eat. food in us because we've got that those GI. feelings in our in our GI, GI tract. Yeah. Um increased risk for asthma. Wow. Asthma. I know. Asthma. But this was all in the medical research. I don't understand why the asthma, but it was there. And it well, was a pretty... asthma in, impedes your breathing mm-hmm. and puts a you know Absolutely. puts a strain on your ability to breathe, you know, just normally. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. There are certain cancers that are tied to shame. Um, breast cancer, um, ovarian really? cancer. Oh, yes, there's certain well, cancers. Well, if you think about it, research, medical research has shown that bitterness, mm-hmm. unforgiveness, resentment are tied into cancers, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know to what a percentage or anything like that, but you've talked, we've talked about that research here on the show. Yes, we have. And, you know, and if you think about it, when I think I am bad, part of that process of getting out is forgiving ourselves. Oh, yeah. So we're harboring unforgiveness. So everything that happens with unforgiveness and anger, all of that's tied into our shame. And for people out there, you're going, wait a minute, how do I know that I have shame? Because we don't want these things. We don't want all these physical health risks, do we? Correct. And the, and the last one on our list was autoimmune disorders. And so right. a lot of autoimmune disorders can be tied to shame. Right. So for the person out there driving down the road or sitting in their house and saying, how do I know whether or not I have a lot of shame-based identity feelings? or Yeah, how do they know? Well, some of the ways to know is... Um, when you you're looking at your life and you're, and you're feeling stuck, when you feel like you don't deserve good things, okay. when you don't feel like you are a good person, when you don't feel like you're worth much, like those are huge indicators that I have some shame under there. So inferiority can be unworthiness, feeling mm-hmm. like they don't they're not good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, and I hear statements a lot of times, I wish I wasn't ever born or people would have been better if I wasn't here. And not that they're suicidal, they're just really feel like they're a waste of life. Wow. Wow. Okay. So how do people respond to shame? Uh, ha, ha, ha. That's that's one way right there by by thinking that they they shouldn't have even been born. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and so um, so some of them, um, people try to move away from shame. In what way? What uh, they like pick up and move across town or move across the country or move oh, to a new state. Like the literally. The geographical cure. The geographical cure. So they think that if they move, put everything in their U-Haul and mm-hmm. go five states away, they won't feel this awful 
thing they feel in their gut all the time. Right, because they're just blaming it on their environment. They're blaming it on everything around them. So if I could just get away, go to an island or whatever. And people do this all the time, and they pick up and they move, and then they find out that they still have the same stuff because shame's in us, and it goes wherever we go. You cannot geographically run from shame. Wow. So let's take this the opposite before you go on with that concept. Okay. A person who doesn't deal with stress, I mean with shame, I mean they don't have it. They, I mean they're okay. What? How? How is their insides? How are they getting about life? Are they more at peace? Oh, absolutely. The opposite is what I'm yes, trying to say. They how, are more at peace. Why would a person want to get rid of shame? That's what I'm trying to. Oh, ask that's great. You know, because yes, you're going to experience more peace. You're going to be able to see yourself, your life, your problems, your relationships from a more objective, realistic perspective. Right. Um, you're going to make more goals for your. You're going to achieve more goals. You're going to have healthier relationships. You're going to have more satisfaction. Right. So, yeah, getting rid of it, it's really releasing the prison that you're in. Exactly. So it's going to be really good. That's the point. It's a good thing. Get rid of it. Because it gives you more control over your future and your life. Okay. So there's a good positive reason to deal with this. Why is it that so many people don't want to talk about any of the things, the roots of of, they know something's wrong, Mm -hmm. but they don't want to talk about it? And they'll say to you at a counseling, because they have to me as a pastor in counseling, I don't want to talk about that. No, I can't talk about that. No, don't don't ask me about that. No, no, I'm not going to talk about that. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. I've heard that many, 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 many times. I think the root of why they can't or won't talk about it is fear. Okay. I think they are in such fear that if I expose this, then what will happen? Will I freak out? Will you think I'm a... You think now you're going to know all my dirty secrets and you're going to think that I'm all these horrible things that I'm already thinking. So, like, it's just this huge fear component. It's kind of like opening a Pandora's box. I think you're probably right about that because as a pastor, I've had them so many times say, well, no, don't don't ask me about my mother. I can't talk about my mother. No, don't. We're not going there. Why aren't we going there? I I can't talk about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so. That tells me that's a red flag for me as a counselor and you as a counselor. Like, we better be talking about your right. mother. Right. We because, better be doing that. You know, and people who live in shame, a lot of times they're, they're stuffers. So they, they kind of stuff the feeling of the bad incidents down. So they don't want to feel those negative feelings right. again. And to get through, it's got to come back come back up and they don't want to so they're afraid of what will that look like what will that feel like will I be able to bear it because it was so painful the first time and so for them it's it's a huge fear well and also don't you think a lot of times they don't want to give even the therapist the the truth because they will look bad yeah they're afraid of judgment really afraid of judgment especially in the case of sexual abuse molestation Mm -hmm. a lot of times People just innately feel, I must have done something to cause that to happen to me, right? Mm -hmm. So they don't want to talk about it because that would make them look bad. Uh, You know, absolutely. You know, it's funny because I had a counseling session this week with a woman who was in her 40s, and um, her parents divorced when she was in a teen years and they just hated each other never spoke to each other and she blamed herself her whole life for her parents oh divorce because oh yeah. she had shared a secret that caused all kinds of stuff and she thought it caused the divorce and has lived with this shame oh my gosh so 
over the weekend, actually, there was an incident that happened where her parents had to come into the same room and she was hearing stories of their life that she had no idea was even existing in the relation. And for the first time, she realized it wasn't her that caused this problem and she was able to be released from that shame. Oh, but wow. it sat and shackled her for so many years of her life, believing it was her shame that caused her family wow. to break up. And you know, I okay, so I propose this to you. If a person comes into therapy, let's say with you, and they begin to recognize they've got some shame issues and they begin to really deal with them, I believe, my, my spiritual side of me believes that God will make a way for them to understand that, that they really don't need to, to go back and continue to rehash that and suffer. Once they've dealt with it, let it go. Right. Right? Right. It's bringing it to the light. Yeah, bring you know, it to the light. They're, yes. they're dealing with it all the time. I mean, when you stuff shame, it's not going anywhere. You're taking it everywhere you go. You're thinking, you think about it. Things remind you of it. You're making decisions based in it. Like your relationships are based in it. So it's everywhere you go. Right. So bringing it to the light so it can go is the way we want it to go. You know, to get, free ourselves from the yeah. pain of it. Right. Yeah. Isn't the light the best disinfectant? It really is, and it's probably, well, and for people in shame, it's the hardest thing to th even yeah. think about bringing this stuff to the light. Yeah. Wow. So that moving away is one way people respond. Okay. Another one is they fight it, which we've really been talking about. Yeah, they fight That's it. That's that resistance. So I'm not, I know I, you know, I can't talk about this. I won't talk about this. Just, they just fight it. Um, but in the fight, it's really hard because a lot of times they have this, it's this cognitive dissonance. It's this war inside them because they fight it because they're so afraid of it, but they know they need to. So there's this constant like yeah, war happening inside. Constantly war, yeah. So yeah. then other people will just withdraw and get really mm -hmm. silent. So these are the people who just start hermiting themselves in their life. They isolate. They isolate. Yeah, they just stay. They might have one friend in their life. They don't want anybody else. They just they just keep how, by themselves. You know, I know people like that, but how does it? <laughs> How does that make life better? It doesn't make life better. It's very, but in very their lonely. Heads, in their heads. Well, I don't know how it does it in their I mean, in some way, they've come to the conclusion that, this, that they're so bad that they can't be around other people. Okay. Got well, it. They're so broken. They're going to put their, you know, they're going to ruin other people, kind of, so to speak, and they're broken. And so they just withdraw. It's easier to be so by myself. So they don't see their value Not to their family or to their friends or wherever. They would rather just shoulder their own failures, right? Exactly. And then nobody's out there judging them. Because remember, judgment is a big fear for people and shame. And they feel like everywhere they go, people can see their truth. Right. A lot of them do not like to make eye contact. It's really hard for them to do because they feel like everybody can see those secrets inside of them. Right. And so that isolation helps them feel like they're not being judged. Right. So they can just, yeah, just be, leave me alone. Leave me alone. I don't want to talk about it. I don't mm -hmm. want anybody to ask me what's wrong. Mm -hmm. We got to go to break and we're going to be right back. And don't go anywhere. Call a friend and say, why don't you listen to Go Yard right now? Tune in. We'll be right back. Man. Cause it's a tangled web of woven and I, I 
Professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is the Tan Talk Radio Network. song that's amy grant out in the open out in the open i love that song welcome to the second half tonight of part three of our series moving past shame and if you've missed any of these you need to go back on here tan talk network uh go to podcast go to go yard and catch them or also go to youtube and do the same uh, Dr. Angel, I, we were just really hitting something very, very important here. Uh, we are talking about just what can cause no... Let, let me get... Where, where, where were we? We were talking about, yes, what can cause shame. How we're How responding. people respond to shame. You actually did an outline for us. <laughs> we don't usually have that. We usually wing it. So we can actually go back and see where we were talking. So we were just talking about a lot of people respond or res- their response to shame is they withdraw and they stay silent. Absolutely. And I think this is critical for a lot of our listeners. And we have a caller, right, Tommy? All right, let's listen to the caller, and we'll get right back with this. Hey. Hello? Hey. Hey, it's Nan. How you guys doing? Hi, Nan. How good, are, how are you? you? Hi. Hey, what's good. up? Good, to- I'm doing good. You caught me with a French fry in my mouth while I was waiting here. Okay. Um, <laughs> one day, you guys are doing a fantastic presentation with the show tonight. Well, thank I'm you. fortunate that I don't have those feelings of shame, and I would encourage the people to, you know, if if you they're say feeling that's that unfortunate, way to, or you no, it's, I'm fortunate. I'm you're sorry. fortunate. Yes, fortunate that you don't I'm, have it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I would encourage if people are feeling that they have that, they need to seek counsel. Yes, yes. To, to work through that. If they're local, they could always contact Doctor Angel. Yeah, which y'all have a phone number you can share. You know. Uh, but I would just encourage them. It's nice to be free of that. I've not had that. And it's just nice to be able to walk in freedom of oh, not yeah. having that. So Absolutely. I just wanted to put the plug in there. Well, thank you. And, you know, there are a lot of people suffer from this. And we, a lot of times, they don't know what's wrong with them. And I, that's one reason we're doing this series, because we want to point this out. This could be the poss- the probable, you know, situation for some of our listeners, what it is. So we appreciate your comments, Nan. Thank you. No problem. Take care, guys. Talk to you later. Okay. Um, so withdrawal, staying silent, mm-hmm. isolating. 
So that is a symptom of mm-hmm. the real problem. Yes, it is. Yes, it okay. is. Okay. And so that's one of the ways people re- will respond. Right. Um, another one, and it's a pretty, it's a common one too, is they become kind of people pleasing because mm-hmm. I feel so bad about myself. I'm just denying my needs and taking care of everyone else's needs. So they kind of get stuck in that codependency thing mm-hmm. happening. Right. And that can definitely be a um, shame-induced right. response. Um, one that we see, this is where that narcissism can come in, is I will deal. They deal with shame by trying to take power and control over other people. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, controlling their relationships. Maybe they're aggressive. Maybe they're bullying because they're trying to overcompensate for their shame that they're feeling. So they feel like if they can control and people allow them to control, they don't have to think about the reasons why they're not such a great person exactly. in some area. Exactly, right. and so that the, these are that's the nasty reaction that people will have to shame. Yeah, um, and definitely that's where we'll see a lot of the narcissistic behavior. You're talking about like bullying and things bullying, like that. Bullying, um, yeah, dominating, physically aggressive, abusive relationships, or verbally aggressive, always belittling and putting someone else down, and trying to make. Th- you know, that's interesting. So you're saying that probably one of the roots, if not the main root. Of bullying and things like this are situations that have happened prior. Shame, 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 indu- can, yeah, shame absolutely. Shame can be part of that identity. I mean, it's not the all, oh, not no. everyone, but sh- there's a lot that there's sh- there's a shame base in there. Absolutely. Wow, that's huge. Okay. Yes. Um, we talked about that worry and fear of judgment, and they live in that worry and fear of judgment. Yeah. Another big one is that they start self-destructing. So that's the negative coping strategies that are harmful. So maybe they're starting to use drugs or alcohol or cutting or something to take away the feelings that they have of shame. Right. And exactly. so there's a, there's a that list could just be here from here to the moon and back of all the things they could do to self-destruct or just self-sabotage, continually set themselves up um, in choices or places or with people that will destroy them and hurt right. them or yeah. take away their success. Right. So they're constantly setting themselves up in this cycle that never lets them get where they're trying to go. Exactly. Wow. So we got to do something about this. We got to offer some suggestions here. Bleh, suggestions here. Your ideas. What can we do to help our <laughs> help our audience get rid of some of this shame or or help them just recognize it? I suppose that's part of the battle, right? Just Absolutely. You know, and so if you see yourself responding any of this ways, you know, if you start feeling like your your self talk has a lot of negativity, negative words towards yourself, you probably have some shame going on. Right. Um, those are some of the big indicators of it. Um, and shedding our shame, we need to shed our shame. We need to get that's rid hard of to it. Say. It is kind of hard to say. Yeah. It's like get she rid shed. of it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Shed our shame, but we also need to build resilience. Aha. And so it's a two-part process. You better define resilience, that word for some of our so listeners. It's, it's, it's building our strength. It's building okay. our protective factor so that we right. don't pick that shame back up and put it on. You know, once you've carried it for so long and you get rid of that baggage, we have to build our protective factors. Or when life starts to squeeze, we go right back to the baggage we knew and we'll walk right back into our shame. It's like building up your immune system with vitamin C, which I exactly. am a firm believer in, right? And, and especially if you got a little cold coming on, take a whole lot of vitamin C. But that's building up your resistance so that you can fight this. Absolutely. It's building your resistance so we can fight this. Yeah. Um, and so that is what 
we need to do. So it's not just getting rid of the bad. We have to do something to build the good in us. Yeah, because just identifying the bad does not solve the problem unless you're willing to do something about it. Exactly, exactly. And so one of the things we need to do is... to do this, it requires a lot of perspective um, and willingness to have honest self-reflection. Okay, so in other words, you got to be willing to look at yourself. You have to be willing, and you have to, honestly, to look at yourself. Like, take off your masks, take off your facades. Like, really look at yourself. Take off that big hair you got on. Yeah, take off your big hair. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, seriously, it means actually being real. Being really real, like real. You know, and going and getting help somewhere. Oh, yes. Because a lot of people cannot do this on their own. Oh, no, 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 no. Because, you know, perspective, when you live in shame, it's really hard to find that perspective because everything you see is through the lens of shame. Right. So it's really hard. You need someone else to kind of bounce with you. Um, being mindful of what triggers your shame. Okay. Um, what feelings are you holding on to? What beliefs do you have? You find your beliefs through your self-talk because that's what we believe. You know, a lot of people think they believe what they profess, but they don't. They believe what their self-talk is. Explain self-talk to our listeners who may not even understand that term. Oh, that's okay. That Those are the messages we tell ourselves, either in our head. Sometimes we say it out loud to ourselves when no one oh, else is you around. stupid thing. Why'd you do that? Yeah, exactly. If we make a mistake, what do we say? Or, you know, when you look in the mirror, what do you say when you see yourself? Those types of things, like, that's our self-talk. Those, That's what we believe, really, about ourselves. Right. So it doesn't matter if you have all these degrees on your wall or all these accomplishments, you can still have shame right. and negative beliefs about yourself. Absolutely, you can. Yeah. Um, and your actions. Um, so things that are motivated by shame triggers. So when you start to feel shame, what do you do? Are you picking up a bad habit? Are you eating food? Are you, you know, Is what that are what you people doing? do? Is that what they do? Do they cover up the shame when they feel that a lot of something triggers it, and so they'll go out and do something to try and stop that feeling? Absolutely, right. drugs, alcohol, whatever, something, anything, okay, mm-hmm. whatever it is that's making them feel a little bit. They might go and, and they may do good things, and a good thing is still, you know, they might go help people who need help, but they're doing it to cover up their bad feelings. So each of each person has something different that they use to when they feel triggered okay do a lot of people that feel triggered when it comes to shame just retreat into themselves and get depressed and just they can sit, they sit could just go back over all the events they could go of their right life. back into the one of those those traumas so yeah. any of that absolutely they can just hermit cocoon themselves or do, you know find the people that they're just giving all their time into others so they don't have to think about their own world uh-huh. like they okay. can f- do any of those things right and okay. those behaviors we identified earlier in the show right the next thing we have to do to shed the shame is break the silence remember that's one of the ingredients to keep it there Boy, so it is. yeah it's part of the remedy to get rid of it but for the person listening right now and saying i'm not even sure that what i'm dealing with is shame i don't even know what it is that's where therapists really help, where Absolutely. you help, mm-hmm. 727-501-6557. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure you knew your I, number. I do know my phone number. Okay, but, but really, therapists like you, and there's a lot of them out there in the field, 
can really help identify the underlying issues, right? Absolutely. A lot of times people don't know how to get get no. at it. No, they don't. Like I said, no one walks in the walks into the council room and is like, "Doctor Angel, we need to work on my shame." Like right. they don't. They, they come don't. in because their life is a mess and they're overwhelmed and yes, you know. Yes. And then we start picking at it and you know, we fought, we identify what's the root and shame is a root thing. But if you have things that you keep secret, okay. There's probably shame in there. Right. And so breaking that silence is a key part Huge. of moving Huge. through this. Yes. You know, there's often a lot of fear. We've talked about that of exposing the feelings of shame or whatever we're feeling in ourselves. There's a lot of fear about those feelings. Right. And so we kind of have to acknowledge them. We have to kind of dig past the surface. And this is where people get stuck. Like, okay. they can go down a little bit. And then when they really start feeling, feeling it like they want to pop back up <laughs> i've seen this in pastoral counseling when you when you're actually you know you're you're you found the right event or whatever situation and they start to talk about it and then the tears start and then they go no no not right good. right as soon as they I, start the, touching no. that emotion they're like they out of it, it. yeah right. and they won't and that's a clue audience if there is something in your life that when you think about it you just you get really upset whatever that's a clue that you need to deal with that not just push it down absolutely absolutely so if there's secrets we have to get into breaking that silence and we have to get into where it's it's going to hurt to come out but it doesn't hurt nearly as much to come out as it does what you're living in now if that makes any sense it's like getting a tooth pulled that you have to get pulled exactly right you know and if you get it like you know we're I was just having this conversation this week with someone that, you know, people can die from mouth infections. Uh, absolutely. And a lot of yes. Yes. And, you know, and it seems like something small or whatever, but it can yeah. take your life, you know, so they don't want to deal. I don't know why the dentist is such a big fear for people, but it is a big fear is. for a lot of people. But it is like with people with heart disease. Absolutely. Uh, uh, mouth infections. A lot yeah, of times they can go are, right to that heart. Yes. And, yes. And so. But isn't that interesting? That's a good metaphor. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? I do. Well, you can That's go. why I brought it up. Well, so, <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. I did. Yeah, but I mean, it is a great metaphor because you don't suspect that the the, the teeth in your mouth can give you heart issues. Right. Life-threatening, you know, can take someone's life, but it can. And so dealing with it, I mean, going to the dentist and having that thing dealt with when it starts to become a problem is a lot less painful than oh, yeah. what can it can cause. Same thing with shame. Same thing with shame. Same thing with shame. Okay. Um, So name the shame and name the feelings that are in it. So when shame manifests itself, remember, it's the I am statements. I am a failure. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty. I'm Uh not smart. So those are the clues to our listeners that they're having, that they're dealing with shame. I am not this. I'm that. Or I am. Absolutely. So you want to name what your shame Mm -hmm. is as you're getting, as you're working through this, and then challenge it based on truth. Well, because shame can't live up to truth. Hmm. Very good. So you want to look at that evidence. In fact, I use a chart in counseling. Like we literally make it a chart of here's the shame statements. Now here's the evidence. Here's the truth statements. And because they, remember, that's replacing. That's the resiliency. Yes. Yes. And you got to just go back over that, and that be, has to become your what you say about yourself when you start feeling those negative things. Absolutely, because when we put the evidence side by side, there isn't usually evidence to support the shame. shame. Yeah. 
Yeah, because usually whatever event or events have happened that caused you to feel that shame, a lot of times it happened in childhood where you had no control over that, right? Absolutely. Don't you think a lot of it is? Or somebody weird you were dating or whatever the case may be. But, yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, good good Mm -hmm. suggestions. Yeah, so that's breaking that silence. Um, And then breaking the secrecy. What's the difference between breaking the silence and breaking the secrecy? Well, silence is being able to start putting some words to it. Secrecy is getting down to the depth of what started some of this shame, the things that we've kept buried. So the silence is about the ways I feel about myself. That you don't want to talk about. And being able to put some voice to that. Right. The secrecy is usually about those events that were so painful that caused the shame to develop. So that's what makes it a different type of thing. So, But people have to come out of the secrecy thing, too, right? Oh, yeah. It's not Not just breaking breaking the silence. silence. And if we just went to that first level there of breaking the silence and going, yes, I I have these I am statements and here's the evidence and here's the truth and I'm going to work out of my shame. No, you're not because you still have the root of all those secrets that will come back. Oh, that's huge. That is huge. I want you to say all that again. That's huge. It is huge. Because it's and when people may think, okay, I can deal with my shame just by talking about it. Yeah. But if you're not willing to deal with the root under there, right? Right. It will grow right back, just like weeds will just grow right back, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you have to get to, we have to expose the secrets. Yeah. We have to expose all about the secret. Right. We can't just pick and choose what pieces of it. And that can be really challenging for some people, right. depending exactly. on what it is. Um, and exposing... You know, so obviously someone that's deeply trusted, a therapist, a really a pastor, somebody they really trust. Um, and they ha- it, this is digging deep. Right. This is the hard place. This is the place a lot of people, this is what stops people right here. They do not want to expose the secret. So a lot of times perhaps the secret was, well, we'll just go back to the same example we've been using, molestation, sexual mm-hmm. molestation. A lot of times it's because it reflects bad on grandpa or the uncle or whoever, the family right? Member the family or, member, mm-hmm. big brother or whoever, or your teacher or the priest or whoever it might be. It reflects bad on somebody that the family respects, let's say. Absolutely. And so to bring that secret out, it's going to cause a whole lot of trouble, and people would rather just live with it. They'll be a martyr to it. Absolutely. And they will literally, they sacrifice their life on the altar of their secrets. And so when we have these deep secrets, they have to come out. All the pieces of it has to come out. If we leave parts still there, your shame will reroot. It will reroot. And then as we're breaking. Just like with weeds. Yep, just like with weeds. you got to get a hold of them and pull them out. got to get the them root. out by the root. Yeah. Got it. But, you know, here's the thing with weeds. You have to plant healthy grass. Right. Otherwise, weeds will come, come back. back through. Sure. So it's will. not just about removing the bad. It's about also building Putting the Putting the, the resilient stuff. Right. Yes. And yes. that's why yes. they go hand in hand. Yes. You know, and as we're breaking that secrecy, it'll be really, we'll be quick triggered into shame. And so we have to be willing to not allow ourselves to act in our shame, but to 
use our words and break the silence. I'm feeling shameful right now because it's it's a process. And you're it's as you're talking about the secrets, you're going to really feel those elements of shame. And so being willing to communicate to people around you or people in your support group that I'm feeling this instead of withdrawing or cocooning or grabbing your bad habit or whatever it is you do when you feel shame. Right. Because you will feel it through the process as it's come. But it's you're feeling it to get it out. Okay. So it's it's a good thing to talk about the event. Oh yeah, and the feelings and all of it that's and, and around. And if you it. feel like crying, if you feel like whatever, mm-hmm. how many people that are have this deep rooted shame end up having to confront an abuser or whatever? I, that's probably a hard question to answer. Well, that is a really hard question because to work through shame, you don't you don't you have, don't to, have confront to confront anybody because right? it's about what's inside you. That's really what I'm getting at. Yes. I want you to reinforce to the audience that it's not necessary that you're going to have to go talk to your grandfather or oh, whatever. Oh, not at all. Not at no. all. Not to, to release right. yourself and get through it. But not doesn't at all. that actually make it better to deal with shame because it should make it less scary it's less scary you're not going to have a big family blow up but so many people instead they do tell people in the family and then it gets around and then it gets worse and etc well and sometimes when people work through that kind of shame they feel more empowered once they're released from it that they stop blaming themselves for whatever role they think they had that they feel empowered in their truth some people will go have those open and con- you know confront because they feel empowered but it's not necessary right if that makes sense yeah that's good to know that it's not part of the healing process that is a not must. at all right not at all and so and a lot of people fear, but fear is such a basis when we're we're coming through. And a lot of right. people, they don't want to, they won't talk about certain aspects of whatever it was they went through because it's too bad and nobody could know that this was too awful. Like you know, people couldn't handle that or whatever. So that's one of those things that they keep pieces down in them from. Um, and then the judgment, we have to end the judgment. It's an ingredient to keep it there. It's an ingredient to get rid of it. You know, we have to track and replace our internal messages. Those right. self, that self-talk. We yeah. have to we replace. Have to, we have to replace it. And that's what's so hard for a lot of people because they're in this groove of always saying bad things or mm-hmm. feeling bad things about themselves. It's hard to break that. It sure is. And it's and it's done. It, but it can be done. Yeah. And it's done by repetitively, yes. purposefully yes. doing so. Right. We have to surround ourselves with people who build us up, positive right. influences, people we trust, people who encourage us, people who, oh, sorry, people who know our truth. Right. Um, and we have to practice so loving. So it's who we hang out with is extremely important. Right. So if we're shedding our shame and we still are hanging out with these people who treat us like we're less than and think we're not, we're going to pick that shame right yep. back up. Yep. So absolutely, it's about who we surround ourselves with. Absolutely, it is. And so making sure that we have people in our lives that are building us up and practicing loving kindness. Right. You know, and that's. For us, you know, we can have so much grace for everyone else, but when it comes to ourselves, treating ourselves so hard, right? Right. And you wrote here on our notes, we must learn to separate shame from our identity. Absolutely. Because well, because our our identity is not the shame that we put into our identity. Who we are isn't that shame. And it's a lie. Right. But a lot of people could will not be able to initially identify 
what that shame is until Correct. they begin to process things, right? Correct. But remember, shame is a feeling, right? not the identity. And we've merged those two. So we have to put them back in their proper spot. Mm-hmm. So when forgiveness of yourself, forgiveness of ourself is imperative, and the, and the perpetrator or whoever. There's a lot of forgiveness that has to happen as yes. we work through shame. And people who are not willing to deal with forgiveness are not going to be set free. No, they will live in the bondage of shame. And self forgiveness is what I find is the hardest. And forgiveness does not mean that you agree with what happened. Correct. I think a lot of people get stuck right there. They think if I forgive, I got to say that's okay that that happened to me, and that is not what forgiveness means. Not at all. It's not agreeing with it. It's you it cancel is, the debt. It's right. It's canceling a debt. It's releasing yourself right from this. It's right. all about your freedom. Nothing to do. You do not have to be in a relationship with the other person. You do right. not have to. No. You know, think you it don't was have okay. to go to them and nope. say, you know, that's, that's okay. You raped me. No, no, not no. Uh uh-uh. Forgiveness is all about not not necessarily agreeing with what was ever done because you're never going to agree if somebody raped you. You're never going to think that was okay, right? But it is letting it go. Right. Okay. They, they don't do. owe me anymore. They can't make it right. Right. They do not owe me anymore. And, and likewise for yourself, self forgiveness. I can't change what happened. It happened. Correct. And letting it go. Stop holding your stop punishing yourself for mm-hmm. a debt you think you owe because right. that's what you're doing when you you don't self-forgive you keep punishing yourself over and over and over and so and i find people that's the hardest place is for them to forgive themselves oh absolutely and so, so so true we have five minutes and we're going to get to this last point go, here rebuilding go. um you know and we need to experience corrective yes validating emotional experiences with people we care about right so that's what helps us to build healthy relationships and we're rebuilding because as we work through shame we're going to start seeing mo- a lot of our relationships are probably very unhealthy right because we are and so we need positive trusting relationships that help us build our resilience mm-hmm. and so it's we break that cycle right so it's a process. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen overnight. It's mm-hmm. going to take quite a while, probably. And and it's like peeling an onion mm-hmm. in so many ways because when you peel an onion, the first layer comes off and then another, and you cry through all that. Right? Oh, sure. Just like an <laughs> onion makes you cry, right? Right, exactly. There are real feelings under that. So yes. whatever they are, they may yes. be anger. They might be sadness. They might be right. tears. They you might got to deal with them. got to deal with it got to deal with it it's a process but it's well worth the process it's freedom it's free it's like getting out of alcatraz mm-hmm. you know we don't break back into it we don't want to break back into the bondage once once you really get away from that you don't want to go back you don't want to go back and you don't you are like how did i live like that so long and you'll see how it just dominoed your whole life and for a lot of people, the way they deal with shame is addictions, bad habits, all kinds of things. Unhealthy relationships. I mean, absolutely. Which brings us to our new series that yes. we're starting next week. And I'm going to go ahead and tell people you the go title. ahead. Because we came up with this today, and I like <laughs> it. How to Ditch the Fix. I like it. Okay. So we're going to get into some nitty-gritty stuff in our next series. It's really going to be good. And actually, it's going to build on this shame stuff because so many people don't deal with their shame. And therefore, they get all kinds of – they do all kinds of coping mechanisms that mm-hmm. we're going to talk about. Yeah, we're going to get to the nitty-gritty of it. So would you like to sum up what you talked about in these three sessions? Anything. Sure. Wow. You so got about a minute? Having shame, it's – 
to? It's toxic to us. Okay. It's holding us back from living our best life. It is ruining our relationships. It's ruining our success. It's ruining how we see ourselves in the world. It's ruining our happiness. And so we want to shed that right. and rebuild the healthy so that we can live go yard so we can live our best life so we can meet our goals and experience loving peaceful content relationships with ourselves with others around us exactly um and it's protecting us from all those mental health and health risks that could happen exactly and go yard means hitting a home run in life and i watched a lot of baseball in the (laughs) last few weeks uh tommy and uh stayed up last night to the last to the last pitch and uh that was cool washington nationals won the world series and that's really really cool and now we do have the name of our show be a baseball metaphor because you know the goal is to hit those home runs and not to strike out over and over again so um it's been good it's been a good series i've enjoyed it it's been kind of deep for a lot of people they yes, may need to go back and listen a few times and take a pen and paper and take some notes Absolutely. Right. Why, who are you anyway? Um, because I don't know with all that big hair who you are. Uh, I'm, big, not, I'm Big Hair Dr. Angel. Oh, Big Hair Dr. Angel arrived tonight, and I'm Mama Mac with the same hair. And so we will see you all next week for a brand new series. Check out our website, goyard2014.org. O-R-G. And there's a lot of shows right there that you can listen to on our website, Goyard. 2014.org O-R-G See you next week for our next episode of Go Yard with Dr. Angel and Mama Max See ya. Good night. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.